and go. Okay. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm coming to you live from the Stay Fresh Hair Studio. Now you can probably tell that it sounded a little different because I ain't in the I ain't in the booth today. I decided to record this at the studio because uh, I didn't want to go home and be tired after I ate and played with my son and did all of that stuff. So I said, I'm going to record it while I'm at work. I'm going to record it while I'm at work. Well, welcome. Welcome. If you are a first-time listener, I thank you for joining us. If you are a third-time listener, because this is only my third episode, I thank you for joining us as well. Um, And just a quick rundown. uh, Please like, rate, subscribe, share. Do all of that, man. I really appreciate y'all listening. Um, I'm looking at the numbers and I see that y'all y'all listening, so I mu- I must be doing something that you know people are are liking and taking a liking too. So I do appreciate I do appreciate that I do appreciate that. So let's jump right in. <clears throat> I just watched the Dwayne Wade Budweiser commercial, and I must say, it's a real tearjerker. It's a real tearjerker. Now, if you, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube. Type in Dwayne Wade commercial. Now, there's a couple. There's a Gatorade commercial, which I think you should watch that first because it's like a precursor, right? If you, if you can if you can sit through that, you good. But this Budweiser commercial, oh, my gosh. I know I got to get my bag up so I can get me a commercial like that, man. I, I need to do more so that I can get me a commercial like that. So what they did is they had, I believe, five people who have been impacted by Dwayne Wade. And one of them was his mother. And I did I had I had kinda knew a little bit of backstory on her, but I didn't know she went to prison. I didn't know she went to prison. Now when you watch this, you're gonna see her and she's a she's a pastor now. And so he bought her a church and she was explaining how, you know, when he bought her that church that he doesn't know how many lives he impacted by doing that because it gave her a place a place where she could have service and preach and and whatnot but uh (laughs) man her hair though listen i don't know what was going on with her hair but but the baby the baby had had a had a fro and it had like like somebody had bleached it but they didn't bleach all of it if you've ever seen the movie Signs, you can see that it kind of has the same patterns. It's almost like it's almost like she has some extraterrestrial um, beings come down and was like, "I'm from another planet and I want to try to bleach your hair. We're gonna leave a sign in your hair." I was looking at that shit like, "Wait a minute!" Now, Dwayne Wade, Mama couldn't get right before she got on this Budweiser commercial. God dog, what they doing? But uh, yeah, she's on there. She's on there. She gave him uh, one of her robes that he had made for her. It's, I mean, it's a touching commercial. By far, probably one of the best retirement, you know, commercials. Now you see, they ain't do one for Dirk, so Dirk ain't did enough. Dirk ain't did enough. I, I would, I, I now. Now, I am going to be blown away by the one they do for LeBron when he when he retires. Now, that's going to be a sight to see. Um, if 
if it's anything like Michael Jordan's uh, movie coming out that they advertised during the Super Bowl, but it ain't coming out for another two years, you know, his commercial stands probably to be in the same category. For sure. For sure. Um, LeBron, LeBron has done a lot. He's done a lot. And he, he has impacted probably more than what he's done. So I'm sure, I'm sure he's probably going to have on a little, um, little shorts outfit like he did for the finals. You know, shorts and suit jacket like he's from London. Like he's a little schoolboy. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about Dwayne Wade's braids. Where in the hell did this nigga get enough hair to get braids? Now, two, two weeks ago, he had a fade. Then he pop up with braids. And the man had the nerve to have designs in his head. Who was braiding that? They cold-blooded. Now, he going to be bald. He, he going to be bald by next year. I guarantee you. Dwayne Wade going to be... It's going to start like this. I know because I cut hair. See, his braids too tight because he ain't got enough hair already. And he trying to get Iverson designs. That That's the second mistake. So by next year, he going to be wearing all a real low Caesar. Real low. It's like it ain't even going to be there. But he going to have a lining. And then he's slowly going to transition into a bald. Because you know why? Because he got artificial braids. He ain't wearing no man weave, but I don't know where he got them braids from. He need to go and give them back. He going to retire and get braids? Bro, you should have did that when you first got in the league. You going backwards. Once a man and twice a baby. So he already back in his baby stage. Want to grow his hair out. Lord have mercy. Need to quit. Now, I, I will say this, man. Ooh, this is a touchy subject. Touchy subject for some. But I, I salute him for supporting his son's decision in his sexuality. Now, no, you know, that's a, that for me. I'm going to just say for me. That's kind of tough. But as you're, you know, when you have children, you just love them. You know, you, you love them no matter what. And so... I salute him for publicly loving his son, you know, because it, it could be easy, whether he agrees with it or not, it could be easy to really just kind of um, love you, love him behind closed doors where nobody, you know, sees or whatever. And, and, and that doesn't mean he, he doesn't love him or whatever, but it, it could just be an easy choice for him. But he, he, he has really decided to you know, really be there for his son and that, and that's awesome. That's awesome. Kudos to Gabrielle because she has been supporting him as well. So y'all going to do your thing, do your thing, thing. Y'all doing good. Y'all doing good. And I want to, I want to touch on a, 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 uh, something his mom said when at towards the end of the commercial, as she was wrapping up her, her, um, quote-unquote speech to him she said you are bigger than basketball and I and I, that's been something that I've really been dealing with and not not in a bad way but I just been 
really, I'm, I'm a, and I'm gonna keep referencing him because I've learned so much about him within the last two weeks. Nipsey Hussle, how you have to create and live for something bigger than you. We are so caught up in living for just today and what we can do for today that we don't we don't try to create something that will be bigger than us. And I as as I said in the last podcast, you got your birthday, you got your death date. And those two dates really don't matter. It's the dash in between. It's what did you do between your birth and your death that will leave an impact and um make make you know just be be bigger than you. Be bigger than you. So, I encourage you guys, man, if if you haven't and if you haven't thought about doing something bigger than you, think about it. Think about it. Write write your ideas down and think about if you can find something to do that is bigger than you. That when you leave this earth or when people celebrate you, you know, we man, not just celebrate your birthday, but man, just celebrate you creating something that's going to outlive you. That's what that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at in life. I want to create something that's bigger than me. So, and I'm a big guy. Not really. I'm not really that big of a guy, man. I just I said this the other day. I said, man, I hate the Midwest because in the winter, you don't care. In the winter, you don't care. You just like, whatever, I'm gonna wear sweatpants, I'm gonna wear a big coat, I'm gonna just eat. And, I, and I'm fat now. I'm fat because over the winter, I didn't care. And now I care, because it was nice out on Monday here. Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was like 75 degrees. I'm out there, you know, in my t-shirt, and you know, just wishing I could take my t-shirt off and walk around in a, in a tank top but no it would look like a a, a halter top bra so I, I won't do that but I wish I lived in a in a place where it was nice all year round then I wouldn't want to be fat because I'll be trying to go to the beach you know I would be trying to uh, walk around with my shirt off and show my my chest tattoos that's what I would want to do but right now I can't do that I, I can't. I'm just too fat. So, well, let's talk about my son, my adorable, loving, one and three quarters year old son. This man will be turning two on April 27th, and I believe he started terrible twos about six months ago. So he's ahead of the game, which I'm, I'm thinking as he gets older, this could be a good thing because, you know, maybe he'll be smarter and he'll be ahead of his class and all that. But right now, man, this dude is really, oh, my gosh, he's irking me. He's irking me. He's irking me because he doesn't want to listen. He started sucking his thumb. Oh, my gosh. His name is Aiden. So if you are a Christian and you believe in God... I, right now, I want you to stretch your hand towards my phone and say, in the name of Jesus, loose them, Satan, of them terrible twos. That's all I want you to say. Amen. Amen. If you feel it like I feel it, clap your hands and say, praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, but uh, 
Man, how long does this? I so my oldest, he'll be fifteen. I don't remember how long Terrible Twos last, and I don't even know if he had Terrible Twos. But how long does this last? How long does Terrible Two last? Like I said, I feel like he's early, so I'm hoping you know he'll turn two and then he'll be done. Because I I can't have a newborn and a Terrible Two. And I'm sure you're looking at me like, well, that's your fault. You should have uh, wrapped it up. And I should have, but me and my wife was on vacation, okay? It was raining. We was in the mood. I mean, we, we was at the old... We went on vacation, and we stayed in this hotel, which happened to be one of the old Playboy hotels. Didn't even know this, right? And that spirit got on us. I'm not going to lie. That spirit got on us, and we started doing things that probably people did you know back when it was a playboy hotel and now we got a son coming so fortunately it was my wife now what you gonna say i ain't mad it's my wife she pregnant go to the bank (laughs) but yeah man so any thumb sucking remedies do you have any thumb sucking remedies anybody email me stayfreshhair at gmail.com let me know some thumb sucking remedies. Cause I I wanna a lot of people say, you know, he's two. It's not bad. Um, you know, it's not like he's five, six years old sucking his thumb. So there's a chance that he can he can so this is what I want. Uh, uh, stretch your hand towards the phone again. If you're Christian and you believe in Jesus. Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, loose him of thumb sucking and terrible twos at the same time. Say, do it for Kyle, Lord. Amen. I receive it. Hallelujah. I would speak in tongues, but my tongues don't sound like nothing more than what I sound regular. So I don't want y'all to say I'm faking. Okay. I know one tongue. I tie your bow tie, you tie my bow tie. Ooh, sounds so lovely. But yeah, man, y'all email, y'all email me, uh, some remedies for thumb sucking, man. Uh, I need to get this dude off his off his thumb, man. We got him off the pacifier, and, and then he was good. And then, because he's so bad, it's like he knew we didn't want him to start sucking his thumb, and he started sucking his thumb. So not only is he terrible, too, but he's got a thumb in his mouth. So if you can ma- imagine this, right? Imagine a little midget child that ain't even, uh, you know, three feet tall who walks around with his hand in his diaper, and his thumb in his mouth. And you tell him to do something. And he tell you no. Yes. Picture that. What you going to do with that? You know. He he tells you no with his thumb. So it's like no. You know it's like you can barely hear him. And understand what he's saying. But because he got his hand in his diaper. You know he's saying. You know he he's being mischievous. And. You know, I'll be ready to knock this little monk out. He climbs on the table. He climbs on the chairs. The other day I was trying to vacuum. This man goes over and unplugs the vacuum. I mean, y'all, y'all just don't know. You don't know. So when I say I'll be ready to knock him out, don't judge me because you don't know what I'm dealing with. I, I, I'm dealing with a child who's got the brain of a 12-year-old and likes to stick his hand in his diaper and hold himself because he think he the man of the house. 
Now, my friend told me if I don't nip it in the bud, he going to be raising everybody. And I've already had two dads. I don't need another one. Okay? So y'all pray for me and send me some remedies on how to get rid of sucking a thumb. All right? I'm going to give you the email one more time. Stayfreshhair at gmail.com. Please email me, y'all. Don't, don't leave me out here by myself. I, I ain't never dealt with a kid who sucked his thumb, man. I'm ready to cut his thumb off, I think. Just just fold it fold it down and tape it up with some duct tape. That way he can't have no thumbs. I don't know how he's going to pick up anything. I don't, you'll figure it out. Shoot. Oh, man. So, I, I seen this post on Facebook. I seen this post on Facebook. We switching gears here. I didn't talk about my family long enough. Shout out to my wife, too. Shout out to my wife because she she's almost she's in that home stretch of being pregnant, and uh, I can tell she's she's getting uncomfortable. Her stomach, y'all. Her stomach. <laughs> hey, her stomach be so hard. This little boy be in there just flipping and tumbling. You know, if he was a girl, I'd say he was Dominic Dawes in that joint. You know, but uh, man. He is all over the place, and she be looking like I'm just done. I'm done. But luckily for us, we we've gotten pregnant both times in the winter, so we I haven't had the experience of having a wife pregnant in the summer, which I know you see it. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that because my mom was pregnant with my youngest brother in the summer. And he was he was he was ten pounds twelve ounces, and she was every bit of miserable, every bit. I remember to the day we were in the parking lot, um, going to Jewel, and we were walking to the car from the car, and she was just like, "I'm over it," and, th- and he was due in August. I think that might have been July. And she looked like she was ready to have him at that moment. And I'm just like, ooh. So that image has never left my mind. And I'm like, if I can help it, you know, well, we done after this one anyway. But if I can help it, I would never try to get my wife pregnant and have her go through that in uh, the summer. Yeah, I, you're not going to ruin my life. Shoot, you know. But... um. So shout out to my wife, man. You're doing a great, you're doing a bang up job. She's in school. She's pregnant. She's working. She's got the baby boy who's terrible too. And she got me and my and my oldest son. So she she is doing her thing, man. Salute to you, baby, wife. Love you. And to all the other mothers out there that are doing their thing. Salute. Salute to you. Salute to you. So, as I was saying, though, there was a pod, there was a podcast, Lord. There was a post on Facebook, and it was about um, this preacher, right? And the post showed a, somebody had taken a picture of his shoes, and then they they had a picture of his shoes, and then they went on StockX. And, and screenshot a picture of how much the shoes cost. 
And I'm like, okay, what's the point of this? But then I read it, and it was like, such and such pastor spends this amount of money on his shoes. I'm so tired of uh, preachers, you know, da 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 you get you get what I'm saying, right? And he was black. He was a black black preacher. And I'm just like, okay. So I commented on the person's post and I said, Well, you gotta stop letting the media spin you. Because they were upset. They were like, I'm so tired of uh uh preachers being pimps. Pimps in the pulpit. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me. Over 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 a pair of shoes? Now he, he's pimping the pulpit. And so I, I commented, I said, you know, you got to let the media stop spinning you because what they've done is they, they took a picture of his shoes, which they should have been paying attention to what he's preaching about. They're not going to get no deliverance. See you later. Um, but they took a picture of his shoes and then they took a picture from StockX, which is a place for, you know, goods or whatever. And shoes is one of their main thing. So on StockX, they show you what the resale value is and what people are reselling shoes for. And the resale value of these shoes are in upwards and excess of $3,000. The retail value was only two fifty. Now I know niggas and mugs. I'm 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 sorry. I'm sorry. If you're offended by me saying niggas, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm just talking how I talk. So I know mugs who spent two fifty on shoes, and they don't even make two fifty a week at their job. So why are we ready to jump on somebody? who is making a, a pretty good living and spending money how they want to spend their money. And, you know, my thing is, why is it that, and I'm black, I'm black. So if you don't know me and you're listening to this podcast, I'm black. That's why I can say nigga. But <laughs> why do we think pastors, especially black pastors, should live like they broke? Or not enjoy the fruits of their labor. You know, like, that is so beyond me. And I feel like we always want to be like, well, uh, I know he's stealing from the church because he got that nice car. And his he ain't have to take his family on that big old trip. Or he ain't have to do this or that. And it's like, why? Why, why do we want to lump all pastors together? Like all of them are stealing from the church. Now, there are pastors out there who have done the church bogus, right? But that's with any that's with any uh any job, you're gonna have bad apples, right? The, the same way they fight for police by saying, Well, that one police officer just because he killed somebody, that ain't everybody. They right. They, they are absolutely right. There are some police officers out there that would go to the end of the world for you, you know, but in the same vein, there's also pastors out there and preachers who are not stealing from the church and who have multiple streams of income that afford them the life that they choose to live. 
And so I'm just saying as, you know, as black folks, man, we got to get off of that train. You know, we've rode, we've rode that train long enough. We, we've, we've come a long way from, you know, the pastor with the Cadillac and the storefront church and everybody in the church broke as hell, but he the only one living good. Like now, if you in that situation, yeah, okay. I would say you probably need to check that dude. Because something ain't right, and I and I always I always feel like the congregation is the mirror of what what the what the preacher is either preaching, teaching, or how well he's he's taking care of his flock, right? So if the pastor is living great, you know, I mean, driving the best, wearing the best, um, he ain't struggling. And his congregation is also doing the same, where they they are they are thriving, they're successful, they being blessed, they being a blessing to other people. Then that's how you know that's a healthy church. That's a healthy church. Now now the church is like a hospital though. Okay, so you're gonna have sick people, you're gonna have people with problems, you're gonna have people who are struggling. And that's they're going to turn to the church. Right. And that's where they should go, because the church is not only there to um, be a place of where we gather to worship, but it's also to be a help to the community that it's in. So in this particular case, and you may know who this is, who this pastor is by now, but he had a sermon that he preached about overflow, I think, or something like that. And at the end of the sermon, after people had gave their tithes, he told people, man, if you need something out of this bucket, come get it. And then he broke it down into certain, certain, um, certain, uh, I don't know, groups that he would call forward. So like if you were a single mom or dad, and you needed groceries for your house, man. Come get some money. Come get what you need. If you were, if you came to church today and your car was on E, come get some. Come get some money out the bucket. So, and even when he did that, people still had a problem with it. So uh, right now, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But like, I know pastors who. White, white and black, but I know pastors, and in this particular pastor, he's a white pastor, young guy. I remember when I remember I watched a, a documentary on him or a story, and he was talking about how when he started writing books and stuff like that, he grew his church into what is known now as a mega church or whatever. And so he was like, "Man, I'm gonna build me a house." So. He bought the land. He started building his house. And man, people were just upset. Why is this pastor building this multi-million dollar mansion? And da 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 And I'm like, man, y'all won't let y'all y'all want the man to live like he poor. You want the man to live like he poor, huh? You you just don't want him to enjoy uh the gift that God has God has given him. Now, now the guy has written books. He gets speaking engagements everywhere around the world. He's written songs and co-wrote songs. So he's, I mean, and that's probably not even all of it, but those are just the things that I can name off the top of my head. So he's got, when I say, and, and, and they say millionaires, 
really rich people have seven streams of income at minimum. So we praise people, i.e. entertainers, athletes, um, act, uh, that, that falls on the entertainers too, uh, successful business people. Oh, we praise them. Oh, they made a million dollars or they're a millionaire. Oh my gosh. Look at that car they have. That's so freaking awesome. But let a pastor be successful. We want them to drive the raggedy of the raggediest. We want them to wear um, clothes from Burlington Coat Factory. And there's nothing wrong with that if you do. But we we want them we want them to live in in a in a house that you know is comparable to what they you know what 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 we live in. And it's like if they choose to do that, that's great. But also, if they choose to live a lifestyle that their money affords them to, we shouldn't be condemning them. We shouldn't be saying, oh, man, they, you know, we shouldn't be casting uh, stones talking about, well, I know they stealing from the church. You know that? And and, and especially black folks, y'all need to cut it out because the same the same prejudice that you you putting on them is the same prejudice that people put on us as black folks that are successful that don't look like we should be successful. So what I mean by that is you may be a successful black man or woman and live in a neighborhood and the first thing somebody say to you is, oh, well, what do you do? Are you a basketball player or are you in a movie or something? You know that voice, right? So why do we do that to our own? And I I think that's real. I think that's crazy. I think that's crazy. And... And and the real of it is is that most of these pastors who have these mega churches, most of them don't even take a salary, and that that's that's what people don't see. And it's not. I and I understand like it's a battle that they probably won't ever win. So why even fight it? But nobody is talking about that. Nobody's researching. Oh. Well, such and such pastor of megachurch, man, he doesn't even take a salary. So what are you talking about? You know, why, why are, why are you saying that he's stealing from the church because he has X, Y, and Z, you know? And so what I did was I looked up, I looked up the Bible verse that talks about, you know, paying your pastor or preacher, right? And this says, in 1 Corinthians 9 14 gives the church clear instruction it says the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel and in 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 this in this uh, screenshot that I have it says we pay people to prepare and serve our physical food shouldn't we also be willing to pay those who see to our spiritual food and honestly which is more important, physical food or spiritual food? Now, if that isn't a punch in the mouth, you know, we love to take the Bible and break it up and chew and eat on things that taste good. But we tend to throw away and dismiss those things that are like Brussels sprouts or green beans, which they're probably good for you, but you don't want to eat it. And so my suggestion is, you know, don't go out and perpetuate that all pastors who are successful 
are stealing from the church because nine, seven times out of 10, I'm gonna give it seven times out of 10. And that's not the truth. That's not the truth. And so you, you know, instead of worrying about what they got or what they doing, why, you know, do what you do, you know, live your life. And, you know, better to be wrong publicly and right in your head than to be right pub wrong than to be wrong publicly. Oh man, I just messed myself up. Better to be right in your head than right. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on now. Better, <laughs> better to be right in your head than be wrong publicly. There we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So better to be right in your head than wrong publicly, right? Because you start, you start, oh yeah, da, 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 da. And then it comes back. Oh, I'm gonna give you a great example. I'm gonna give you a great example. Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey, she she put her, she put her her thumb, her stamp on that. Michael jo Michael Jackson uh, documentary, and guess what she doing now? She pulling everything. She she trying to erase her name off of this and that because she was wrong. She was wrong, and she puts forth so much effort into touching that thing that now it, it, it's kind of it's kind of you know a tarnishment on her on her on her name, you know because one I don't think you should. I don't think you should be, you know, going after somebody who's dead because they're not here to defend themselves. And two, you you took interview from people who had already been convicted or charged or whatever, you know, proven that they were liars. So, you know, so better to be right in your head than wrong publicly. You know, if, if you think that they're doing something, man, just say, you know what? I'm not gonna say good or bad about it, but I'ma just I'ma just you know keep my opinion to myself. And then if it comes out that they were they, that they were doing wrong, then you like dog on it. I knew it. And if they turn out that they not doing wrong, then guess what? Nobody knows you ever felt that way except for you. You know. So email me your thoughts on that. Do you think all preachers are pimps? Or you know, are are or or do you or do you agree that a pre a, a preacher who is successful can live a successful life publicly? Let me know your thoughts. Email me at stayfreshhair at gmail .com and let me know. So I'm gonna wrap this thing up and I'm gonna leave you my fresh tip of the week. And my fresh tip is to just be you. There's 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 one thing in this world that you cannot do. And you cannot be somebody else. Kobe Bryant really tried to be Michael Jordan and he fell short. It's nothing wrong to want to emulate somebody or it's nothing wrong to have a um, appreciation for someone. But you cannot be them. You have to be you. God made you to be you. Everything about you, everything, every thought that you think, 
well, not every thought, but <laughs> um, your fingerprints, like everything is unique about you. So your best bet is just to be you. Somebody out there needs you. They don't need uh, your neighbor through you. They don't need um, me through you. They need you to be you. So that's the first tip of the week, man. Just stay fresh as yourself. Whatever you like, like it. Whatever you don't like, don't like. You don't have to try to be anybody or anything that you're not. Okay? So I hope that this podcast has, you know, opened up some conversation, man. You know, share this with somebody. See what kind of reactions you get about uh, pastors being pulpit, pulpit pimps or are they pastors? Pulpit pimps or pastors? I think I might. I think I might name that po- this podcast that pulpit pulpit pimps and pastors. <laughs> I dare you to try to say that three times fast. Pulpit pimp, pulpit pimps and pastors. Oh man! But it's been a blast, man. It's been a blast, and I know I know it probably sounds a little different, but that's because I'm in my studio, and now you see the difference between being in a booth and then being in this big open space. Well, that's all I got for this week. Hopefully you all enjoyed this podcast. Again, please rate, share, subscribe, like, do it all, do it all, do it all. Pray for my son that these terrible twos will be done swiftly. Uh, Pray for him. Pray for my wife that, you know, we have an awesome delivery um, natural delivery. We don't want no C-section. We just want the baby to come on down easy, easy peasy. And um, that's it. That's it. So as always, as always, as always, stay fresh. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.